Big Poppy's going to join us in a sec. He is a big part of a documentary that will be shown after Game 3 of the ALCS between the Rangers and the Astros. It'll be on FS1. It's called The Game That Changed Everything, Yankees, Red Sox, 04, ALCS. Here's the trailer. Fenway Park is filled. Every seat is occupied. It's the greatest rivalry in sports. Fourth game of the American League Championship Series, the Red Sox and Yankees. We didn't like each other. It's the single greatest sports story of all time. It's biblical. No team in baseball history has come back from an 0-3 deficit. I know what being under pressure was like. I was ready. It all changed in 2004. Game forward just changed everything. Yeah, that's when my memory stops. This game in itself is a story. Ortiz in the deep right field. All right, it's happening October 18th today, following Game 3 of the ALCS on FS1. Let's get into it with your boy right now, AJ. Big Poppy joining us on FT Live. How you doing? Look, you you raised a monster, a media monster now, Poppy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, man, I mean... That's life, man. I mean, you start things up at one place and you never know what the next step is going to be like. But um, AJ and me, we go way back. Um, Hey, David, forget about me. The fact that you're on TV with your sorry-ass accent and all the shit you talk, (laughs) the fact that you haven't got kicked off TV is way more crazy. Hey, that's what made me special, by the way. Talking all that trash out there. You know how it is. You know me. You know me better than anybody. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, we, we need more of it. So so let, let's start with the doc first. So how fun was it for you to relive the memories? Obviously, people probably ask you about 2004 almost every day of your life. But to put this all together, I know it's coming out. Are you excited to watch it? Have you seen it already? Or are they making you wait like everyone else? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, all I know is that uh, uh, at some point they got me uh, uh, into the conversation, you know, uh, basically talking about part of the uh, everything that how it happens, you know, but I haven't seen anything. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to see this because I remember this whole deal. I remember thinking, because I know, obviously, I knew you, I knew Johnny, Johnny Damon, I knew Wake, I mean, I knew Bronson Arroyo, I mean, it was like, you guys were like, all the guys I came up with, Minkavich was on that That's right. I I mean, there was like, all these dudes I knew from like, like Mark Bellhorn, I knew from my high school, like all these guys. You got all your boys there. You got all your boys there. I mean, I'm like, damn. And then you guys go down 3-0, and then all of a sudden, you know, some guy steals a base who no one's ever heard of, Dave Roberts, right? And (laughs) Millar walks the most you know all he did was walk but he takes all the credit for everything right (laughs) i mean bill miller gets the hit right then you come up get the hit and then it was just rolling because you guys if you remember y'all got crushed in game three it was like 25 to four or something bro it was like fireworks i mean i remember i was actually uh uh day before yesterday i was we were talking a little bit about on the show and I remember the one thing that I never forget is the ball that uh, Gary Sheffield, my boy Gary Sheffield, hit off the Green Monster. He hit that ball so hard, and that was so loud that when the ball hit the Green Monster, came back close to the shortstop. I better pick him up, and I'm like, this is insane. I mean, these guys, they are destroying us. You know what I'm saying? But 
But you know how the games go. You play the game for a long time, and you know that uh, it's never over until the last out uh, uh, it gets to be done. So um, we battled through it. I mean, it, it was it was it was basically David against Goliath. You know what I'm saying? Goliath take off at the beginning at the very beginning, which he was damned by. You know, we we, we we figured it out. We found a way. We found a way. Uh, you know, now that I'm <clears throat> that I have been working for Fox for a long time and I and I basically get caught off in the moment during the playoff. One thing that I realize is that uh, the experience, the experience in the playoff is something that I would not change it, not even for for talent when it comes down to the playoff. And it's because during the playoff, and you know this, AA, the playoff, once you turn on the switch, the, not everybody's prepared to be in the playoff. Even, even, even if you made it, not everybody prepared to be in the playoff. If you don't have the experience, if you don't have guys in the team that know how to survive through the playoff, it's a different environment. It's a different, it's a different feeling. There's there's a lot of emotion. The fans that didn't scream during the regular season, they're gonna be screaming during the playoff. You know, people that wasn't able to come to see you during the regular season, they're gonna try to come and see you during the playoff. I mean. It's, it's a lot. For example, you look at the, the, the Baltimore team that they just whoop everybody during the regular season. But it was a whole, it was a group of young kids, very talented, you know, that it looked like they need guidance once they turn on the switch, the playoff switch. They're gonna be better. They're gonna be good. Don't 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 take me wrong. They're gonna they're gonna this playoff that they were part of this year for the years to come. They never gonna forget about. I'm telling you right now. Playoff experience. You see now, uh, uh, manager like Boshi and Dusty Baker are the head of things. Uh, Rob Thompson, who basically uh, uh, with the Yankees, he he was there for years. I mean, he had that mentality. He had the mindset. You know. You need it during the playoff. Uh, that's something that that teams, when they are getting prepared, to because I see teams that they get prepared to play during the regular season, but they don't get prepared to be in the playoff. To be honest with you, because the playoff is a different monster, and people don't understand that. Well, do you think that has to do with veterans? I mean, the Rangers spent a lot of money on Scherzer, <clears throat> Evaldi, Corey Seager. Marcus Semien, right? Like they went out there and they picked up guys that have either been in the postseason and or have been in the league for a long time too. And it's making a huge difference. You're pointing to Baltimore. That's all young guys. You know, I mean, Baltimore tanked for six years and they had nothing. And now they've got all young guys, but they didn't really bring in anybody big in the offseason. You know, they didn't spend any money to try and help their guys. Am I on to something? That, that answer your question. Texas, they just didn't go for players that were going to help them to win during the regular season. They went for play. Listen, when they signed Cody Siegel, it was a lot of criticism about Cody Siegel getting injured, getting this, getting that. Who's the man now? That's right. Cody Siegel. 
He he been playoff. He know how to handle a business in playoff. You're talking about guys like Ubaldi, who doesn't. Ubaldi is the type of player that he don't get the recognition that he should. I mean, this guy is on my top three pitchers in the game. I said right now, this guy. He's a hardworking guy. I mean, we have it in Boston for a couple of years and going into the clubhouse, watching his work ethic, watching the way he get prepared. When I see him out there pitching, he gave me good bump because he 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 worked for that. He worked for those moments. And you're talking about a guy that for us in Boston, he did something that you're not going to see too many pitchers do it, which is start again and when you need him as a closer he come in and represent also i mean this guy's a beast and you don't see many people talking about him you talk about church look at what church is gonna try to do now because he know how to handle the business i i i would not be surprised if he come out there and perform at the highest level he know how to do it he know how to get it done you know what i'm saying i don't know much about his injury what happened, but remember, he got one more year on his deal. So I guarantee you that if he's not ready, they're not going to throw him out there, even in the situation that they are in. You know what I'm saying? They're going to protect him as well. But uh, but like I say, man, playoff experience, that 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 takes things to the next level because when you go back to the situation that we went through in 2004, remember in 2003, we, we went pretty much – uh, uh, we went pretty much the same thing the year before, and that stay with you. That when once you step on that on that situation once again, the way you handle it, the, the way you handle the pressure, the way you handle the fans, the way you handle the situation, is different because you've been there before. You know, it's it's it's, it's not like you when you haven't been there. Hey, David, do you believe – you're talking about experience, right? But do you believe that there's got some guys that are just born with it, born with the, moment, the ability in big moments to get those hits? Because I look at you, and I, I tell the story when people ask me, you know, what was David like in A-ball when you guys played together? And, and I tell the story, well, first of all, he was David Arias, and he was seven years older, and then we traded for him. And he became <laughs> David Ortiz and lost seven years. So I don't know, but – which is fine, but I remember the first time we ever played together was in Fort Myers, and first game of the year, we were playing, you probably don't even remember this, and we were playing, I don't know, in Fort Myers, and they bring in a lefty in like the ninth inning, and David went oppo for a home run, walked him off, and I was like, damn, this dude's pretty good, and then obviously you went on, and you got to the big leagues, you went from A-ball to the big leagues that year, and you got, what people forget is when you were with us with the Twins, you got a lot of big hits for us, so do you think that like, it was just some people are just born with it, or do you have to learn that? Because it seemed to me like you just had it from the get go. I tell you what, that's that's a good argument right there. Um, I will say this: there's, I believe, yeah, there's people that they they born with that because I see a lot of, for example, you 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 go to the Houston Astros team who have been in the ALCS for the past decade, I would say, they had guys that they had been able to come through. Like when you see kids like Artubes, uh, uh, 
Korea, who was part of that. I mean, Korea, if you look at Korea regular season, it's not a regular season that kind of impressed you the way you expect coming from a guy like Korea. I mean, I know he's dealing with a lot of injuries and stuff like that. But during the play of this guy is, he's a beast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the last guy you want to face with the playoffs is guy like Correa, guy like Alvarez, guy like Altuves. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody is able to control like those guys. So, yes, I, I agree with you on that. There's guys that they get to be born with. Like, there's guys that they have to work they, their way. But the guys that are born with, there's not many. So, it's not fair to basically look at it that way. Now, the, 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 the game, the way you approach the game, the way you get prepared for the game, it, it, it all depends what organization you're playing for. Because when you play, for example, when you play for a team like the Phillies, you know that the fan base down there <laughs> They let you know what's up. They let you know what time it is. And if you are not ready for the fan base, you ain't coming through because you're going to feel a lot of heat, a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and there's some other uh, other places just like it. And, and I play with guys that during the regular season, they were fine. And when the, playoff, the, when the playoff kicks in, it was a different type of way for them. They, they they feel like like all eyes on them and they, they, they couldn't perform. You know, I don't know if you remember the one World Series where I basically reunited team and I started talking to them. You know me, yeah. I'm I'm always observing everything. I'm 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 a guy that I I I I wanna win. That's all I wanna do when I play. I wanna win. And I will do whatever I can do for my teammates to just get them lined up uh, so we can all go to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I know we have a we have a we had a good group of players, very talented, but everybody was young, and not many of us and on that team have the 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 playoff experience because it was basically a a, a, a a group of guys coming from the farm, guys that we got from some other organization, this and that, you know, it was a it was a very, very young team. But the good thing about it was the hot guys with experience, like myself, you got Johnny Gums, uh, uh, you have you have a group of guys there lined up that have an idea. So one thing I saw, everybody was okay with just being in the World Series. And I wasn't okay with that. I was okay with winning the World Series. That was my goal. That was my thing. So the good thing was that I was a leader in the ball club and the guys want to know what I had to say. And I used that at the moment to take advantage of the situation. And Thanks God, everybody agreed with what I had to say, and everything just the, the, everything just changed from that moment and up. But you need to have that one, those players that had that type of experience, especially during this time of the year. Otherwise, it can turn down to be critical.
And what did you say like to players in that situation? Would you go, hey guys, it's World Series or bust, like even when you're there, like this season is a failure if we don't win this? Because now I think about you getting to spend some time with Derek Jeter, and I want to know who's giving each other more shit about things in a second. But, you know, he was always <laughs> like that, right? The captain was always like, yo, World Series or this season sucks, and it's a big failure. So did you take a page out of his book, say, with that 2013 team and be like, yo, I know that we're, you know, exceeding expectations, but if we don't win, this is a failure? Well, if you <laughs> – I gotta really tell you that my first line going to the guy, I basically told him, You don't get to the World Series every year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm seeing you guys comfortable with being here, which is fine, but at this stage right here, you don't get here every year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it takes a minute. You have to whoop everybody to get here. And once you're here, you wanna continue whooping. You don't want to stop because the one thing that I always was concerned about, it was going to a World Series and coming out in a second place. That, i tell you what, I don't think I catch up any sleep while I was in the World Series, and it was because of it. I, 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 I can't imagine how does it feel to go to a World Series and not winning it. I, I can only imagine I was lucky enough to win every World Series that I was part of, but it, it just, it just, it's a big failure to me going to go to the World Series and not winning it. It's a big failure. It, 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 it just, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with just going to the World Series and not winning it. I, I don't know, probably because I was lucky enough to win the three World Series that I was part of. But I just, just think about this. You fight through the whole year. You finally put a good team together that whoop everybody. You get to the World Series. What do you think is next? Winning. <laughs> winning. Because otherwise, if you don't win it, you had to start all over. It's like starting all over. And nothing guarantees that you're going to be there the following season again. You know what I'm saying? Everybody get better. Everybody gets stronger. And... Just because you went to the World Series, that doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna you're gonna repeat again. Repeat is the hardest thing to do. So when 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 I reunited guys and I basically start talking to them, that was my first line, bro. We're here now. We don't know when we're gonna get back here. Listen, the Red Sox since that well went went back to the to the World Series in 2018, right? But it took it took five years to get back on a on a horse. You know what I'm saying? It took five years after that 2013. It took the team five years to be in it, and who knows how long it's gonna take them to be in there again? The way things are looking right now. Hey, David, do you think any of the uh, stuff you learned came from like you know the Twins? Like we lost in 2002. Remember, we beat the A's. We lost to the Angels. 2003, you go to the Red Sox. You guys lose, obviously, in Game 7. So, I mean, you know, I remember when we went to the World Series, I was like, I ain't losing this shit. I'm like, I've been through these losses before. The losses suck, right? That's right. I mean, you guys went through That's the toughest right. thing ever in 03, and then obviously 04, you guys pull it out from down 03. But, I mean, some of the lessons had to be from, you know, as you would say, back in the day with the Twins. No, I'll tell you what, man. I always going to appreciate my time with the Twins because – 
if, if one thing I learned coming out of the twin organization, it was next time I get an opportunity to, to play at this level, I'm going to let go under my terms. You know, because it, it, you know, we grew up into that system. It was it was very unstable the way they used to handle the business with us. You know what I'm saying? Okay, one year you have 14 rookies there. That ain't my fault. It's what you can't afford. So you got, you, now that you got the 14 rookies, instead of criticizing those, those, those players, prepare them so you can have the best coming out of them. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that was the whole thing with us while we were in assisting. I mean, I always say this. TK was ready to deal with veteran players, which is fine. I got no issues with that because once I became to be a veteran player, I understand uh, uh, um, how manager relationship goes along with veteran players. I understand that. But... I think we were supposed to be handled it in a better type of way because all the guys that were there at the time, all those rookies, they became to be somebody in a different organization. Have you ever thought about that? All the time. Think about you, Tori. I mean, Tori. I mean, Tori, Doug. Johan, you, Tori, me, uh, Latroy Hawkins, who was there and went somewhere else. Uh, Jack Jones, Matt Lawton. I mean, all the youngsters. Because I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention Paul Monitor because he was on his way out. I'm not gonna mention Ron Coomer. He was on his way out. Basically, there were people that, that, that those those guys that they were around for a long time. Uh, we had guys like Christian Guzman who went to the national and went somewhere else. I mean, we have, we have. The we have good players. I just don't think they they the what they were supposed to because with that team, two thousand and two, we went to the playoffs with a team that had to stay on the field after the game <laughs> to take infield practice because somebody <laughs> committed an error. Oh, you yeah. know, remember you we remember had to take extra days, VP? Right? Remember we had to take extra I mean? VP after the games because there was no cage? I feel like I was in Abel back again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> you have guy like Corey Kasky, incredible third base. I mean, we had the tool. We got the talent. But I believe that it was mishandled. And that's why they got to get rid of all of us at some point. And we go somewhere else. But, the, but I always going to appreciate that that I went through hell in that organization because my mindset was whenever I get the opportunity to play against somebody else, they're going to know who I really am. Because I'll tell you what, though. You know this. Since I came up in the minor league, I showed the whole planet that I can hit for power and for average. But once I got to the big league with Minnesota, everything kind of changed. You know, Minnesota wasn't used to power hitting. Minnesota was used to 
they were they were trying to looking for a lot of things at once. But one thing I realized is don't change me. Let me be who I am. You're gonna get better better things coming from me as a me being who I am than you trying to every player has their nature. You can work with their nature, you cannot change their nature. You know, I remember my I, I always talk about this. You remember in Minnesota how they always want you to move run it over and this and that and blah blah blah. My oh, first yeah. at bat in a spring training after I went to Boston, it was against Kyle Lowe's. Remember Kyle, right? Yeah. And sinker bowler. I came, that was in a spring training. Grady Little was my manager. And I came to hit my first at bat against the twin spring training. Man in second, no out. And Kyle Lowe's threw me a sinker over there in the other body box. And I reached out and I hit a ground ball to second base. And when I'm on my way back to the dugout, everybody just sitting like, and, 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 and Grady Little pulled me to the side and told me, hey, big guy, I don't want you to move that runner over. I want you to bring him in. So when you go out there, be you and do what you know are your best. When he said that to me, after that, I hit 500 home runs. That's yeah. powerful. <laughs> Listen, the best thing you did was get the fuck out of Minnesota. <laughs> Probably. I mean, listen. Probably, because, because every you. time you take a hard swing, you have TK screaming at you from the dugout. Hey, 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 what you doing? I'm trying to be me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Punching Judy. You got that a lot here. You got too many hey, punching Judy right that. here. Hey, don't make fun of us good punching Judy hitters, okay? <laughs> all right? Those of us were good at that shit, hitting over the shortstop's head, all right? We all can't hit 500 homers. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, stat. I mean... I mean, once I got into the Red Sox, in like I say, I always gonna appreciate my time with the Minnesota Twins for the opportunity, and and I learned so many good things because I got to know so many good people. But that was the base for me to take over once I got my opportunity with the Red Sox. I and and one thing that I gotta tell you, I also when I went to the Red Sox. It was a lot of superstar there. Manny, Pedro, um, Veritech, Johnny was there, Tradition. I mean, I wanna know why those guys were that good. And at the end of the day, it was pretty much the same. Everybody used to work their asses up out there. Nobody was taking anything for granted. You know what I'm saying? And that he home for me. Legends territory fam. We appreciate you for not only watching this show, but putting up with all of our antics, including us wearing our premium polarized shades inside because we love them so much. And a shout out to our friends at Shady Rays for hooking us up with the sweet stuff here that we've got on our eyes, protecting us when we're outside, especially for AJ and me, because yeah, it's still hot out, but it's actually hot out year round for us because we're in Florida. So gear up for whatever season you've got ahead of you with sunshine, with quality shades built to last. You do not need to break the bank to look like this. So cheers to Shady Rays for the durable frames, the extremely clear optics for 
whatever outdoor adventure you've got going on, and the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements, meaning even if it's day one and you break a pair or you can't find what you've got, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So you can wear those Shady Rays with confidence. And if you'd like a little discount hookup, then go to ShadyRays.com. And for their best deal of the season, you enter the code. I know this is difficult. Foul. F-O-U-L. You can do it for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. AJ loves them so much that he's speechless. I want to get back to Jeter for one sec because you're working with him right now and it ties into this documentary because he he had plenty. He got enough. He got enough winning, enough rings, all that shit, right? This doc that's coming out is about you guys and changing the complexion of a franchise, right? Snapping a ridiculous slump that went for so long and then introducing winning. I mean, it wasn't just 2004. That kicked off all of the success that you had in your career. So fast forward to now. Can you give Derek Jeter shit for the 2004 comeback for the Red Sox? Or does he come right back at you and show you all of the rings that he has? I did the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> that went viral. <laughs> I saw that. But does, does, he, that? does he ultimately say, hey, dude, I got you, right? He's got more rings than you. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh now that we were together, me and DJ, I, I always have good, you know, we wasn't, we wasn't like best friend or anything when we played, but we know each other and I always respect Derek. Derek to me is the type of player that you want to come and, and watch, you know, going by the business. The guy was very respectful. The guy was nothing but business. I mean, he, he, the way he handled the business was very personal. I always say this, we, me and Derek, we had different personality, you know, and the guy that I always like to be messing around, laughing, this and that, but I would beat your ass. Like, like, like when the game time shows up, I'm your number one enemy. AJ and me, we have a lot of back and forth while we play because once you cross those lines, the friendship is over. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do for your ball club. I got to do what I got to do for my ball club. Game over, we go back. Next day, back into the fight because that's how you handle the business. Derek was the same way. I mean, this guy, he was a straight-up business. He don't say much, and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. Now that we work together, the human, the person, I mean... I love this dude, to be honest with you. I love Derek. Derek, Derek is like, uh, it's a very respectful person. And, and, and to me, education goes beyond everything. And that's why he showed, I mean, we get to spend a lot of time together. Now, last night we were sitting down and, uh, at, here in the hotel at the bar watching the, the game last night. And... Um, there is a guy that it's, it's fun to be around him, to be honest with you, because the guy, man, the way he managed himself is, is, is incredible. And and I tell you what, I want to play the Yankees to watch him. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I want to compete against the Yankees to watch him, the way he handled the business, because he was very professional. Dare never got caught off into any crap, you know. I remember we had those those battles where uh, uh, Brawl used to come in, and I never used to see Dare dropping punches you or know, doing anything stupid. Dare was always coming people down, you know, and, and, and go by the business, and that's something that I never forget, you know what I'm saying? But uh, when it comes down to the competition, man, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was competing, I want to act like I was the best on that field. That was my mindset. Nothing else. I, I Every year back, I used to take it very personal. I want to just beat you, embarrass you, and, and, and show you that I was the best. That's, that was my mindset when I played. You know what I'm saying? And 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 into the last day I played. That's the way I want to handle it. So I've got one on one other teammate who actually uh, texted us and said to ask you about this because he's our teammate too at Foul Territory. Ken Rosenthal said, "Ask Poppy why he is the Dominican Ken Rosenthal." <laughs> I got sources. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're scooping Ken. You're still in his job. I got sources. I get information. <laughs> Are you trying to be like Ken? Do you want to be an insider? I don't think anybody can. I don't think anybody can be like him. I don't. I don't think so. He's, he's special. He's special. <laughs> Last night we were having dinner, and when we were when we were about to leave the restaurant, he had a jacket. Right, he was sitting right next to me. They hand me the jacket. Hey, Papi, that's a that's Ken jacket right there. I'm like, hey, Ken, you think I can wear it? It's kind of cold outside. I don't know if you're gonna feed me. <laughs> Kenny, my jacket. <laughs> I love Kenny, man. Kenny. Kenny's the best, man, and uh, it's fun. Uh, it's fun to basically watch the way he go through details because he get information, man. That by the time we get it, he already forgot about it. You know what I'm saying? He's special. Was Ken the one that crawled in the sewer and got your chain back for you in London? Say what? Was Ken the one that stole that found your chain when you guys were in London? See the one that crawled <laughs> down in the sewer and pulled your chain out for you? Well. To be honest with you, the guy who did it was his size. That's why you kind of confused. <laughs> you weren't fitting down there. <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> oh, we got video footage. Incredible. That's <laughs> right. That's, that's my man, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> From the Dominican. But guys, going back to the to the 2004 World Series. Yeah, I I believe that um. Um, the the way we bounce back and, and we're able to be those monsters, because I'll tell you what, I don't think the Yankees have an offense. I don't think the Yankees, the Yankees have ever had an offense like the one that they have that year. Like, their offense was ridiculous. If you look at those guys' numbers, I mean, I'm telling you, game three, they scored like 19 runs. I mean, it was, it was, I, I, I feel like, man, how in the hell are we going to beat these guys? And then we start catching up on momentum. You know, we have Millar talking all the trash, you know, everybody putting it together. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like that one first game that we beat them, we, we feel like we have something cooking. You know, I mean, you got all the way to go. You got it all the way to it. You lose one more game, you go home. 
So, oh. last, so Poppy, the last one for me, and then AJ's got one more, is why can't more teams come back from 3-0, right? We talked about this actually um, during our postgame show last night after the Phillies took down the Diamondbacks, and we're like, obviously <clears> it's must-win now for Arizona because aside from 0-4, which you, that's why you guys get mentioned all the time, no one's coming back from 3-0, right? Usually teams are like, eh, that's it, that's the series, and usually it ends up being a sweep. Why can't it happen more often? We see four-game winning streaks in baseball all the time. Like, obviously, I'm sure you've been asked a million times, like, how did you guys do? What happened differently? Do we need to take shots before games? Whatever. But it doesn't happen ever. I'm not going to tell you that that is impossible because we did it. But it's almost impossible, to be honest with you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's almost impossible. And it's because the fact that uh, momentum... Momentum. I don't. I don't even know. To be honest with you, I, I remember this from Game Four of the 2004 uh, playoff against the Yankees, uh, the ALCS. Um, Tito, as a manager. He he got prepared for the game four better than anybody I have seen. He got all his pieces lined up for what he needed. If you think about it, like the Dave Robert stolen base, I don't think we can have a, a better base runner at that moment ready to go than Dave Roberts at that time. You can throw all the fast guys that we have on the team at the time, and I don't think anyone was better at in that moment than Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts was a masterpiece right there. If Dave Roberts, if he don't get to that second base, and then you have Listen to this. Miller, Billy Bogan, Billy Miller, we call him Billy Bogan. What team ever in baseball has a guy that won the batting title hitting towards the end of the lineup? Have you ever thought about that? Red Sox, 2004. Yeah, I think he won the title in the batting title in 03, and he was like pretty consistently in the seven spot. So that's called lineup length. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So 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 if you think about how everything went down, it was something that pretty much was organized to be that way. You got Dave Roberts doing that, you got him coming through with a basic. Me personally, I remember facing Paul Quantro with the Yankees and when he was with the Blue Jays. And the one thing that I always remember about him, and you correct me if I'm wrong, AJ, was the front door uh, fastball that he used to throw to every lefty. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Remember that? If there's one guy in the big league that was famous because of that pitch was him. So when I saw him that I was going to face him, that's all I thought about He's going to throw me the front door fastball right at me, 
for me to get out of the way and then boom, gonna come back to the plate. I was expecting the pitch because of so many uh, uh, times facing him and, and and getting to know he was a tough. He was he was tough. <laughs> he was tough. You know what I'm saying? In that pitch, he was the best at throwing. That at that ball that I hit, if you if you watch the replay again, that ball was coming straight out at me, and he just got some of the play towards the end. He was the best at, at, at throwing that pitch. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things went our way for us to end up beating the Yankees. But it's 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 even the weather help us <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> because we having a day off because of the rain. I think it was after after the first game. And that basically after after the first game we won, I think it was. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I remember we had they had a postponed game because of rain, I think it was, whatever. And we had to play the next day. But that give our pitchers an extra day to recover. Because those guys, they weren't playing, man. They were scoring 19 runs per game. They were just whooping them. Everybody was pitching. I think I was going to go to pitch at some point. <laughs> oh, the so bad they were whooping them. Huh? Hey, I would have paid to have seen that. You pitching. You're peg leg. <laughs> I will be there. It'll be a straight donation. Hey, you know, you never know, man. I can get nasty. <laughs> hey, all right. Before you, how, how, how many? You won three rings, right? Yes. Three? Okay. Yeah. I got two. So I'm a little. You I got one you do. more than Yeah, I got one with the White Sox, and I got one in high school from when my son's team whooped your son's team's ass in the state championship. <laughs> So I got to get one more somewhere along the way. Hey, you know what? I don't know if you remember me walking into the clubhouse for the World Series with the White Sox. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I went to say hi to all of you. And the one thing I remember about that clubhouse, it was that everybody was in a good mood. Everybody. I remember I talked to my boy, Freddy Garcia, who was there with y'all at the time. Uh, Ozzy, I mean, everybody were, everybody were in like, in like, in like the winning flow. That's something That's that, happens, yeah, you guys end up just whooping everybody. But that, that, that those are, but, but you know why that happened? You know why the clubhouse was on the floor? Because it was guys that were there before with experience, giving guidance to the rest of the squad. And that matters during the playoff. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Incredible. Well, Poppy, this was fun, man. We're looking forward to watching the doc. There's just one more message I had to send out to you because Jonathan Papelbon was on our watch party show last night for a few hours. And oh, he said, damn. thank you so much oh, for donating damn. so much money to um, <laughs> all of his incredible dinners. He had he had the best time of his life on plane rides. He was jealous that he wasn't going on the plane from Philly back to Arizona for the rest of the NLCS because he's like, I could probably grab hey, some more money from this someone. This asshole right here also make a lot of money off me right here. Yeah. Everyone made money off David. It was like it was like David free. I, I need some money, David. I, I was, was terrible like, oh, playing like, oh. poker. I was terrible playing poker. Thanks God, I was making a lot of money. <laughs> I love poker. I'm a poker guy, and I heard this is what Pat told me. I don't me. He play told no me, more. I don't play no more. <laughs> I learned he my. He told lesson. me you got you got triple aces, but he had a king and you had a queen. He was giving us an example of how it would go. 
And you'd be like, we both have triple aces, trip aces. Terrible, and he'd, terrible. And he'd go, but I got king high, you got queen high. And you're like, fuck that. No, <laughs> terrible, terrible. I was you, terrible. You know what he would do? I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, you know what David would do? Dave, we played Blu-ray all the time. And David would. That was my game. That was my game. He would start and then he'd forget what he had. And he'd just be like, oh, oh, shit. I had to fuck it out. I should have stayed in. Oh, shit. Just throw in for no reason. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. I had so much fun playing with all this, the, the oldest guy, man, because we basically came all together and uh, we were like a family. I remember, I remember one thing about AJ that I never forget is I, I was struggling badly and I was, and I wasn't even playing. I was, I was, I was just going through hell and I was with the twin at the time. And and this guy right here, he he came to me to my locker, and we were kids. We were kids. I mean, it wasn't like anyone wore more than the other. You know, we were kids. And I remember that he come to me and 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 and, and give me that pet talk, and it made me feel better about myself at the time. I don't know if you remember that. You came to the locker and 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 basically gave me a really good pet talk, and 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 we, it's needed though. I do. I I did that. You had no idea how many times I did that with teammates and stuff like that because uh, uh, that's what the game is all about. You always need to have people that care about you as much as you care about them. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and you see the relationship that we still have 30 years later, and it's because the way we handle the business when we play. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and it, it, that connection always gonna be there. That's awesome, AJ. Good shit, man. Well, Poppy, this was great. We appreciate it. Let's show it one more time so people can see right after um, ALCS Game 3. Yankees, Red Sox, 04, ALCS. It's called The Game That Changed Everything. And it's premiering right here today um, after the game. That'll be on FS1. And you can see, yeah, stories from and combos with all the big boys that were involved. Poppy, thanks. We're excited to watch it. And obviously, uh, I'm sure you are too. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Hell yeah. 